Hare Krishna. We have a, a great treat for you this morning. We're going to sing a song that was a favorite of Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. It's called Kali Kukur Kadan. And it's on page 69 of your sacred songbook. And here's the translation. And the, the tune goes, Kali Kukur Kadan. If you want to be rid of the menace of the dog-like personality of Kali, raise your hand. Okay, a few people didn't raise their hand, so... So what? If you want to be rid of the menace of the dog-like personality of Kali, then just sing the glories of the beautiful son of Mother Shachi, Sachinandanan. He is the savior of the Kali Yuga, Kali Yuga Pavana, and he is the destroyer of all fear caused by the age of quarrel, Kali Poi Nashana. So, as Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita, that Paritranaya Sadhunam Vinashaya Chaduskritam Dharma Samstap Anartaya Sambhavam Yuge Yuge that samstapana means that there's there's a government in the universe just like when you drive in america the rule is keep to the right am i correct about that and what if you drive on the left you just say the heck with it i'm going to drive on the on the left who cares for the government what happens then there's some accident, bloodshed, then who can one blame if I decide to belligerently drive on the left? You can blame Radhi Shamananda Prabhu. He pointed to himself. Uh, we can blame ourselves. There is an order to the universe according to the Bhagavad Gita, according to the word ology, which comes from logos. There's an order within every aspect of the world. There's even sociology that one can study to understand how humans relate to one another. And therefore, tracing back to where this all comes from, there's an intelligence in the universe. And that intelligence comes from a person, because it all comes from a person. And there's a way to thrive and live harmoniously and not be subjected to the miseries of life. This goes to dharma, or the way of living according to the divine law given by Krishna. So to propagate that, realign the world and people in it with that ultimate purpose and way to live life so that one's always happy and thriving, Krishna comes and gives instruction. He also sends many wise people to teach. And in the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna describes how there's a wheel of sacrifice as an example. That by recognizing that we're not independent, 
and that by dedicating our efforts to the Supreme, it's like watering the root of a tree and we become satisfied when the root is satisfied. There's a root of all existence. This makes sense and it also works. However, when people forget about that, then they become misaligned and then there's what's called dukkha or misery. Dukkha indicates a misalignment of one's life which causes friction and... Thank you. Fancy. So to become free from this misalignment, Krishna gives us opportunities. He's eager to give basic instructions through which his parts and parcels who are independent to a degree, to follow them. He extends himself. So in the Kali Yuga, Kali Yuga, I was thinking this morning when we were walking back from Totagopinath, and there were a few annoying occurrences. One is somebody driving their motorcycle in the dark and honking their horn as he drove by. I'm sure he meant well which is not to run us over. But I thought just the, the consequence of the machine age, which is something Krishna warned Arjuna about, warns him about in the Mahabharata. There's the age of mantra, and then there'll be the age of the yantra, mechanical age. And Kali Yuga also has a pall over it, and there's a sense of polarization. People jump to the sense of, of uh, there's a polemic in the air. Everyone wants to fight over the smallest issues. Also, <clears throat> Sutta Goswami mentions, or it's mentioned in the first chapter of the Bhagavatam, that people will be slow to take up spiritual practice in this age, and that there will be unlimited distractions. Attraction, Krishna means the attractor. And when we're attracted to Krishna, we're happy. And when we're distracted, it means we're, our mind is taken away from Krishna somewhere else. And there's myriad distractions in Kali. So it's a difficult time. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, this is why it's in this song, Kali Kukur, Kali is described as a menacing dog. And in the old days when we used to come to India, before any of the dogs had seen white people, it's funny, they know the difference. When we first came here, they, it was dangerous to go out before the sun came up for us because they'd look at us and they'd freak out. You could you'd be uh, attacked by the street dogs. They don't do it anymore. I guess they pass the word around that we're okay. But it's menacing when dogs attack you and Kali's being compared to a, a menacing dog. And one day when I was with my friend Banabhata Prabhu and we were going on a parikram of Vrindavan, 
which back then used to just be a dirt path. There was no roads, no cars, no houses, nothing. A few temples that Keishi got. And a pack of dogs started running menacingly towards us. And he had been in India a little longer, so he knew how to scare them away. He reached down and picked up a big rock, held it over his head, and he started screaming Nishringa mantras at them. And they all turned around and, and ran the other direction. And in a similar way, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu gives us the wherewithal to overcome the various malefic influences of Kali Yuga that are attacking us from every direction. Every time you open a screen somewhere, there's another assault on the senses. Either some sensual invitation or some news that is disturbing, how people are cheating one another or being mean to one another. And so this is, how can this be overcome? When Krishna comes, he gives a method through which despite the fact that there are difficulties in the age, you can overcome these. So Kali Yuga is here, there's no doubt about it. We used to wonder back in the 1970s, well, Kali Yuga, it says it's really bad, but how bad could it get? And now we're starting to get a little preview of how bad it could get. Prabhupada used to say that there are four legs on the bull of Dharma, and the last leg standing is the leg of truth, truthfulness. He said at least in the court system that you can find that people will stand up for truth, but nowadays we start to wonder at the erosion of truth also and what happens when all the religious principles are gone. Compassion is gone, nonviolence is gone, cleanliness is gone, truth is gone. What, does, what kind of condition does human society descend into? So to, to protect us from that, Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has come. That's the first verse that if you want to be rid of the menace of the dog-like personality of English, please. If you want to be rid of the menace of the dog-like personality of Kali, then just sing the glories of the beautiful son of Mother Shachi. He is the savior of Kali Yuga, and he is the destroyer of all fear caused by the age of quarrel. There's a lot of fear associated with this age. In material life in general is characterized by fear. Bhayam dviti abhini syad. Syad means something arises and bhayam means fear. So when we're disoriented, we become afraid. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu reorients us to the purpose of our lives and we're no longer afraid. On the contrary, we become courageous to move forward in our lives despite the various anomalies that abound. And then the song goes into describing Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's relationships with various devotees and his pastimes. Lord Chaitanya maddens Gadadhar Pandit with his love. Gadadhar Madana. So as we described the other day, the 
relationship between Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Gadadhar Pandit is that of Radha and Krishna in Krishna Lila. And Gadadhar Pandit, when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu went to Vrindavan, he tried to follow him. And when he couldn't follow him any longer, he fainted out of separation. He had this deep attachment to Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, so Gadadhar Madana. And he is the treasure of the life of Nityananda Prabhu, Nityar Pranadhan. So Prana means life and Dhan means treasure. So Nityar Pranadhan is a name, means he's the treasure of the life of, of Nityananda Prabhu. So Nityananda Prabhu is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's counterpart, just as there's Krishna and then Balaram. God is one, but he expands himself into many for his play. His Leela, the purpose of life is joy, and joy is exhibited in loving relationships. And the first expansion of Krishna is Balaram, and then Balaram expands himself into many more. The Chaturvyuha, then Mahasankarshan, then the second Chaturvyuha, then into the Purushas, Purusha avatars who manifest the material world, and that's where we are right now, by the way. And Nityananda Prabhu's abhiman, or his mood is to serve Krishna in every possible way. And his happiness in life is oriented on this idea that I'll serve Krishna in every possible way. He's attentive to serving Krishna through the sandini potency through which he manifests all forms and varieties in the spiritual world through which Krishna performs his pastimes. To a theater coming to you soon, there's a lot of promotion. There's a lot of paraphernalia needed for the past for the movie to come out, and Balaram does all that. He's behind the scenes, making sure everything works for Krishna's pastimes. And when Nityananda Prabhu leaves home as a, a youngster and goes off with a sannyasi, he spends 20 years traveling to holy places, just like we're doing now. Imagine doing this for 20 years. I've done it for three months in a row, and just nothing but holy places. Get on a train, go to the next one, only take prasad from the temple, sleep in a dharmshala, just go to Mangalartik everywhere. And when you come out of that, you feel like, oh, there's a material world? I didn't even know it. Nityananda Prabhu did it for 20 years, and he was only waiting for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to start his pastime of Sankirtan because, as usual, he's there to assist. And as soon as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu announced that he would be starting the Sankirtan movement after he went through his childhood and youthful pastimes, Nityananda Prabhu was in Vrindavan noticing that there was a sullen mood even in Vrindavan, as if the deities had left the temple. And when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came out for the Sankirtan movement, it finally announced that I'm going to do this. Nityananda Prabhu let out a roar that could be heard throughout the universe. And he made his way to Navadvip. And Mahaprabhu had dreams that a great personality had showed up in Navadvip on a chariot with a flag bearing 
the palm tree, which is this insignia of Nityananda Prabhu. And when Nityananda Prabhu arrived, nobody knew it except for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who announced that Nityananda Prabhu has arrived. And everyone said, where is he? He said, that's for you to find out. They went and searched everywhere and they couldn't find him anywhere. They looked everywhere except for Nandanacharya's house, apparently, because that's where he was hiding. And Mahaprabhu said, I'll take you to him. And when they went there, Mahaprabhu went to perform the Guru Puja because Nityananda Prabhu is the Adi Guru, first manifestation of Guru. Guru is one that brings us closer to Krishna. So Nityananda Prabhu's Leela is that he shines a light on Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Mahaprabhu had instructed everyone, Bolo Krishna, Bajo Krishna, Kodo Krishna, Shiksha. Go out and teach people to chant Krishna, worship Krishna, follow his teachings. And Nityananda Prabhu went out and said, chant Goranga. And hear from Goranga, worship Goranga. And all the devotees, we can do that? And he said, yep, he's Krishna. And so as the, as the Adi Guru, he brought to light the identity of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And they're inseparable, Nityananda and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So he's known as Nityar Pranadan. Then the fair complexion Lord, Gora, is the most worshipable object of Sri Advaita Acharya, Advaita Prapujita. So Gora means he's golden color. Why is he golden color? Because he has the heart and the effulgence of Radharani, although he's Krishna himself. Because his purpose as Krishna was to come and experience the same kind of love that Radha has for him. And he wanted to taste that. So he came with the mood of Radharani and her effulgence. And Advaita Acharya was the one who called for him to come to the world. His involvement as Mahavishnu in the material world gives him a ringside seat to see how the living entities are bewildered by the material energy and it hurts the heart of a Vaishnava, although he's a Vishnu Tattva, he comes as a Vaishnava and his heart pains to see the suffering of the living entities, needless suffering. Because if they simply follow the Dharma given by Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, then they'll immediately become happy and elevated in their lives. No more cigarette butts, no more empty beer cans, no more mindlessly looking at stupid stuff like television and just things that carry us away in samsara, destroy the body and mind. They bring us only grief. We can't stop torturing ourselves without getting the help of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So Advaita Acharya prays for Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to appear with loud cries. We'll go to that place where he sat and he worshipped Shalagram Shila. He had found a verse in the Shastra that said, by offering Tulsi and Ganga water to the Lord, the Lord sells himself to the devotee who does that. So he said, I'm going to try it. He said, I'm offering you now. You come. Please come. We need you.
and Advaita Acharya always worshipped Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Mahaprabhu worshipped him right back because Advaita Acharya was his senior. He was also the godbrother of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's spiritual master. So he offered him all respect, but Advaita Acharya didn't like it. He wanted to worship Mahaprabhu unabatedly and to the world to know that Mahaprabhu is his master. More about that in Navadvip. He is affectionately called Nimai by his mother due to being born under a neem tree. We'll visit that tree. And he has been named Vishwambar, the holder of the universe by his grandfather. Vishwambar means the maintainer of every living entity. So I may think that I'm independent. I can eat a candy bar. I can climb a tree whatever I think I can do. All these are empowered activities by the material nature, which is under the control of Krishna. And uh, Vishwambar is the Praneshvar. He's the master of our life air. He's also the master of our senses. And so we're never independent from him. We're always connected with Vishwambar. And he is the only Lord of Srivas Pandit, Srivashishvar. So Srivas Pandit worshipped Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. In fact, it was in the house of Srivas Pandit that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu sat down and revealed to all the devotees that he was their dear most suhrit, he knew of all their activities that nobody else knew, and he revealed that to them and accepted their offerings in Srivas Pandit's house. He steals the hearts of all the assembled devotees, Bhakta Samuhachitta Chora. When Chaitanya Mahaprabhu would travel, people would follow him, tens of thousands of people, just to have a glimpse of him. Uh, they were so enamored of his beauty and his spiritual potency. Lord Chaitanya is the moon over the town of Nadia. We'll go to Nadia and Navadvipa and we'll see Dameshwara Mahaprabhu, although we're seeing him here every day. His deity there was worshipped by uh, <coughs> Vishnu Priya, who pined for him after he took sannyas. She was given that deity to worship. And you'll see how he presides over Navadweep. The Lord of Mayapur Dham, Mayapur Ishvar, and the propagator, propagator of his own holy name, he is saintly in behavior, Sura, and he is the instructor of householders, Grihijana Shikshaka. This is a unique aspect of Krishna consciousness that householders can be very successful in practicing Krishna consciousness. Most of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's intimate, pure devotee associates were householders. And they lived in a family. They had children. They had pots, pans, animals. But they were pure devotees. And as mentioned in the Srimad Bhagavatam, so do the residents of Vrindavan and Vraj. They're all family people. And because everything they have is dedicated to Krishna, it becomes transcendental. He is the hero of those who are in the renounced order, Nyasi Kulanayaka. 
the great renunciates could not emulate the renunciation of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and worshipped him with heart and soul. He is the husband of the gods of fortune, Madhava, and he is overflowing with the ecstatic sentiments of Srimati Radharani, Radha Bhava Pura. Lord Chaitanya is the corrector and purifier of Sarvabhoma Bhattacharya, Sarvabhoma Shodhana, the deliverer of King Prataparudra, Gajapati Tarana, and the source of nourishment for Srila Ramananda Roy, Ramananda Poshana. He is the great hero, Veera. He increases the ecstasy of Rupa Goswami. You say the names afterwards. Rupananda Vardhana. He maintains and protects Srila Sanatana Goswami. Sanatana Palana. He, and he gladdens Haridas Thakur. He is very grave. Lord Chaitanya meditates on the transcendental mellows of Rajadam. He is the destroyer of all wicked mentalities. And he crushes the cheating propensity of pretending devotees. He is as beautiful as Cupid. He maintains and protects his pure devotees. And he condemns dry speculative knowledge. He smashes pretentious and hypocritical devotion. And he is the reservoir of pleasure. So we hear all these exalted qualities. And the mind actually wants to embrace a person that has these qualities. There may be some hesitancy due to our disappointment in the material world. Nonetheless, it's natural when you see people campaigning for some political office. People wish and hope that the person is full of virtue and they try to s step up to support the person. They'll put up a sign. They put pictures of the person looking very noble. I noticed here in Orissa, there's pictures of one of the local uh, executive personalities, and he looks very noble indeed. We all hope and pray, but so often we're disappointed. So Krishna is that one who has all these qualities and never disappoints. And when we come to realize that, then we're able to completely open our heart and give up this psychological barrier that Krishna mentions in the Bhagavad Gita of Krodha, that we've been cheated so many times and there's so many conflicting ideas about God. Someone might just say, ah, oh, there's nothing. And there's no one anywhere that's any good. So by coming to the Dham and remembering that the Supreme Personality of Godhead is all good, and that he actually has qualities, he has relationships, and a specific interest in us, then we can open our hearts and actually begin to live a real life. Kali Kukur Kadan Jari Chaohe Shishtakti nanana kao hai 
जदाधानाधान मितायल प्राणधन अर्वेच सपुजित गोड़ा सचिनंदन गोवाहरी किजाय नीमानी पुष्पभार शिवाशीशा पक्तसमुआ चित्तचोरा नदिया शशदा माया पुरीश्वर नाम प्रवर्तन सूरा ही जन्म शिक्षा का न्यासी कुल नायक माधव राधा पापुरा सर्वभूम शोनंदा कच्छपति कारंदा रावणंदा पोषणा दीरा
after the next. That's how they roll. Now we're going to have our Srimad Bhagavatam class, and the verse for today is Ayur Harati Vaipum Sam. Two three seventeen. Jaya Radha 